Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of Micah 7. I mean, it's a serious cruise right here. Let me remind us real quick, uh, sort of where we're going, where we've been, and just set the context for everything. Remember what was said in Micah chapter 7, verse 7. He says this, But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. That's the seventh verse. We backed up in the previous episode to start at verse 1 to sort of see what the context is when he sits there and says, but as for me. You know, when you hear that but as for me kind of thing, you pay attention to that. Pay attention to that word but. There's something going on there. So we've looked at the first uh, three verses, I think. Yeah, the first three verses of Micah 7. Let me go back and read that and talk about verse 3 again. Verse 1 says this, Woe is me. For I am like the fruit pickers, like the grape gatherers. There is not a cluster of grapes to eat or a first ripe fig which I crave. The godly person has perished from the land, and there is no upright person among men. All of them lie in wait for bloodshed. Each of them hunts the other with a net. Now, verse 3, listen to this. Concerning evil, both hands do it well. The prince ask, also the judge, for a bribe. And a great man speaks the desire of his soul, so they weave it together. And in the previous episode, I talked about how uh, this evil is woven together. There's three strands of evil here. You have the prince asking for a bribe, the judge asking for a bribe, and a great man, there he's not going to lure himself to ask for a bribe. No, he's just going to express the desire of his soul. You know, you actually have an account of something like that uh, with King David. Uh, it's before he was king. And he's out, and he's got his mighty men around him, and they were being chased. They were going through hard times. And at one point in time, David says something along the line, man, I'd give anything for a cup of cold water from that well. Well, his men heard that, and three of his men, I believe, went out, fought through the enemy, got water, came back, and gave it to David. And it's really a very, very poignant, vivid picture because David was just dumbfounded that, the, that they, would, they were willing to sacrifice themselves to go get him a water when he just spoke forth the desire of his soul. He did not drink the water. He poured it out as a sacrifice unto the Lord. Because he had just spoken the desire of his soul. He wasn't doing it in a malicious way. These great men do it in a malicious way. And folks, this is what we see today. We've, we've seen it with what we've just been through uh, in the political season with the presidential campaign. Because there is without any doubt tremendous uh, fraud that was taking place at a multitude of levels. And it's nothing new. Okay, nothing new. There's very strong evidence that it took place in sixteen. Uh, 2016. There's very strong evidence that this has been going on for decades. We know historically there's been at least three presidential uh, elections that have been stolen. 
I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the most recent was 1960, okay, with Kennedy. If historians look back now and go, oh, well, yeah, 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 that took place. Okay, that actually did occur. This kind of evil occurs. <clears throat> and what happened recently was things were supposed to be uh, adjusted and taken care of at the precinct level. They didn't do it. And it's supposed to be taken care of the next level above, and it wasn't because they were afraid, afraid to deal with it. Bribes have been given. Money had been given. Commitments have been given. <laughs> and then it's supposed to be taken care of at the state level. And the states go, well, uh, uh, well, we really don't see anything here. And then it gets kicked up to the next level. Uh, people uh, took their concerns to court, and the courts sit there and say, uh, you have no standing. And that's what courts say when they don't want to deal with anything. I think the last time I saw it was like 80 different court cases were brought on this. And, of course, people say, well, there's been no evidence. Nobody's found any evidence. The courts haven't shown any evidence. It's because the evidence wasn't allowed in. The courts sit there and say, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. That's it. Then it gets kicked to Congress. The Congress was about to do something with it. And some chicanery was done. And then they come back and say, well, no, no, no. We just can't do this right now. And so what happens is you have this evil woven together. So it's not three strands of evil separately. It's three strands woven. And you know how much stronger a woven garment is. That's the whole point. And so Micah's sitting there saying, hey, this evil, they're doing this evil with both hands. The prince asked for a bribe. The judge asked for a bribe. The great man's not going to ask for a bribe. He's just going to express the desire of his soul, and then his minions will do whatever is required to take care of it. Let's press on. Verse 4. The best of them is like a briar. Remember he said that the godly perished off the land. There weren't any good people or anything like that. He says the best of them are like a briar. The must the most upright are like a thorn hedge. <laughs> That's a rather rude thing to say, is it not? <laughs> but he's expressing how evil things were. The day when you post your watchmen, your punishment will come. Then their confusion will occur. So he's saying, you know what? You think you've got watchmen out here going to see anything, but a day is coming. Your punishment is coming. Now, the last two verses for today, listen to how evil things were. Verse 5, do not trust in a neighbor. Do not have confidence in a friend. From her who lies in your bosom, guard your lips. For son treats father contemptuously. Daughter rises up against her mother. Daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his household. You know, that description right there in that last verse is what Jesus said would happen to those who enter into the kingdom of God who believe in him that it, he says, I didn't come here to bring unity in this. I came to proclaim the kingdom of God. And by doing that, it's going to cause division. And he described it exactly that way, that it would be division within the familial gathering, within the household, within the family, there would be division. We're seeing it happen today. Okay, we're seeing it happen. There's someone right now, and maybe I'll talk about this next time. But there's someone right now that's uh, in the political realm. They're not a politician, they're a lawyer. And they're being greatly attacked. They've only been a believer two or three years, and he's maybe 67, 68 years old. And they're being attacked, and one of the ways of attacking him is they're saying, well, he's estranged from his family. He's estranged from his kids. Well, yeah, the reason he's estranged from his kids, they think something's wrong with him now because he was saved two or three years ago, and he's a different man. And his coworkers don't know what to do with him, and his family don't know what to do with him. 
and they are literally attacking him for that. And they're uh, uh, trying to do away with every like, the whole cancel culture. They're trying to cancel him in every way. This is the type of thing that's occurring today, and it's nothing new. Notice, you can't trust your neighbor. You can't have confidence in your friend. The one who lies in your bosom from her, guard your lips. That's pretty graphic right there, is it not? Telling us the intensity of the evil that's going along. But those six verses lead in to what Micah says next, where we started. But as for me, I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Is that not great? I think that's such a, uh, a truth for us to grab a hold of and have hope in and to rest upon and to really follow the pattern. Uh, next episode, we'll read a little more on this because there's a little more to be said right here. But folks, do that. Watch for the Lord. Watch expectantly. And there's even more involved with that, which maybe we'll talk about next time, of, you know, of looking to see where God is moving and what he wants you to do and join him in that rather than trying to do things to get God's attention and try to get him to join us, why don't we join him in what he's wanting to do? There's a novel idea for you, right? Well, again, I'm Dale. My time is up, and I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.